Hey everybody, what's going on? Another episode of the Always Be Booked Cruise Podcast. I want to thank you for joining us. Today we have a great show. We have a pretty lengthy, great interview with Sherry from Cruise Tips TV. We covered a lot there. And a couple of pieces of cruise news, which is Carnival announcing that they are probably going to part with six, at least six or more cruise ships over the course of the next couple of months. And the unfortunate but not surprising announcement that there will be no cruising through September 15th. And I will preface the interview with Sherry. It was done a couple of days ago, so things broke a little bit. And, um, you know, I guess we settled that bet. Sherry, I'll take that Grey Goose in a 750 milliliter. Thank you very much. Let's start the show. Yo, all aboard and welcome, it's about to be on Grab a couple of cones, cause we about to be gone To the Caribbean, seven days and eight nights Got the crew coming heavy, but we all packing light Yeah, we always be booked, we got our drinks in the sky From New York City to the USBI Is that a full margarita, man? Finish it up Cause we about to run the beer like Forrest Gump Finding pockets on the Lido, she ain't gotta be a tent Cause we did the things, and we'll do them again Tonight's the white party, but we blacking it out Cause we got the drink pack and we're maxing it out Everybody come on I said sound that horn Cause we gotta get away To where the boat leaves from Yeah Woo All aboard and welcome ladies and gentlemen to the Always Be Booked Cruise Cast Show coming to you not quite live from the K Compound. I'm your host Tommy Casabona. As always I do want to thank you so much for joining us. If you have not joined the Always Be Booked Cruises and Travel Lounge on Facebook please do so. We have a nice little community over there. Lots of pictures, lots of memes, lots of questions that are answered and Lord knows that there are tons of questions within the cruising industry right now. Now. And it's really cool. I got to say, I always feel like in that group, we bubble over. It gets slightly contentious. We have the discussions that a lot of people, I don't know, in other groups, maybe sometimes shy away from. But I have to say, I never feel like I got to step in. It's always very well self-policed. Nobody, uh, I guess it's a, I guess it's a combination of people being respectful and a little bit of a thick skin from everybody. Uh, you know, we don't, we, I don't want to be Joe Sensor out there, but I haven't had to. So definitely join that bo- uh, uh, group. It's a group. It's called the Always Be Booked Cruises and Travel Lounge, and uh, it's a fun time. Also, Instagram, Tom, uh, uh, Always Be Booked. You could find me there. If you want to be a part of the show, we take your emails. And uh, the emails are a very, very important part of the show. I know people love the emails. Uh, it's your chance to sound off, whether it's a comment, a correction, uh, a question, anything. Uh, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. I really kind of do need some of those because, hey, listen, they keep things moving, don't they? All right, let's get into some cruise talk here. And, you know, the the the, the newsroom is going crazy right now of course there's a lot going on it's weird because you'll have a bunch of stuff uh, uh, that a bunch of days in a row where nothing happens and there's not really much to talk about and you're looking for content and then out of nowhere you'll have a day where uh, oh all right here we go now I would expect it to get quiet again based on what was announced but let's talk about a few things all right so first and foremost carnival cruise line I shouldn't say that that's actually wrong 
Okay, Carnival Corporation announced that they are going to part with at least six cruise ships. There is no mention of which cruise ships that are going to go. There's also no mention of what's going to happen to these cruise ships. I'm assuming, well, I'm not assuming, I've, I've read that they're going to try to sell them. Now, let's first back up for a second. Let's understand that this is uh, not Carnival Cruise Line. So a lot of people freaked out and thought that this was just going to be one sweeping elimination of the fantasy class. If you asked me three years ago, or let's even say a year and a half ago, I would be popping the champagne right now. Because you guys know about me and my, I guess, my uh, uh, verbal tirades against the fantasy class of ships yes i did take a fantasy class ship cruise and many of you who told me that i would love it get the opportunity or got the opportunity to say i told you so because i did have an absolutely great time on the cruise ship let's just say uh it wasn't the most luxurious sailing experience obviously uh and again I'm not going to get past the fact that they have lifeboats covering the view of the sea, which is for many of us the one uh, main reason why we like to cruise to connect with the sea. But overall, those are fun ships. If you're looking to have a good time, if you're looking for good nightlife, if you're looking for energy, you know, it's almost like I said, they kind of make up for the fact that they know the hardware is a little off. The hardware is not the, the newest and uh, coolest and slickest in the industry. So they go out of their way to make sure that the software, meaning the people, the crew, the experience, the food, they go out of their way to make sure it's a great time. And they do they do it well, so I have to say. But a lot of people probably think, oh my gosh, there goes, you know, probably, uh, you know, five-sixths of the fantasy classes of ships, fantasy class of ships. That's simply not the case. You're talking about six cruise ships right now, uh, and it's across the entire brand, the Carnival Corporation brand. So I'm sure a couple of ships will go. <clears throat> fantasy, Carnival Fantasy. I don't know. I really have no idea which ships are going to go, but I'm sure some of them are going to go in Carnival, the, the cruise line. But there's going to be maybe a Costa ship that goes or maybe, you know, what, what does Carnival have six or seven cruise lines? Maybe more. I don't, I don't have the count off the top of my head. Uh, somebody, again, fact check that. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. And uh, it's going to be across those lines. You know what I mean? So what's going to happen to the ships? Who knows? Uh, they are going to try to sell these ships, right? They're perfectly good ships in working order maintained by Carnival Cruise Line. So, you know, say what you want about Carnival as far as maybe uh, ethically being questionable at certain times. They are a profitable company who knows how to take care of their assets. And, uh, you know, they're probably going to be in pristine condition. The only problem is, is that who is out there buying cruise ships right now? Now, you could say you'd have to be absolutely insane to buy these cruise ships right now. But then... If you took another stance on it, there may not be a better time to buy a cruise ship. I would have to think that Carnival, uh, if they're going to scrap it, I don't know what the going rate is for the metal if you're going to scrap a cruise ship, but I would assume that Carnival would prefer to get some money for it. So I would say if you have any expendable cash and you always wanted to start an upstart cruise line, this might be the time to do it because... Uh, I would imagine that you are going to be able to get a Carnival Fantasy Class cruise ship or any of the cruise ships that Carnival Corp is going to part ways with for way, way less 
than you would have been able to get it for, let's just say, even seven months ago. Makes sense? And this is all because of um, a bunch of reasons. I think Carnival was going to do this, but you know, it does. It probably is not a complete coincidence of the fact that it's taking place right after they announced their second quarter earnings and they are down a net net losses of $4.4 billion. Again, what did you think was going to happen? They can't sail. They can't cruise. They have very little uh, revenue coming in. Obviously, you know, sales from future cruises and stuff like that, but uh, all the money that they're losing from not being able to sail has to be completely, completely devastating for the bottom line. More bad news with Carnival. They're delaying the, uh, I guess, the construction on a lot of their new builds and their refurbishments. And that is, uh, you know, that also means the same thing for Carnival Mardi Gras. Carnival Mardi Gras is their probably most anticipated ship in history. It's going to be their biggest ship in history, probably just the most anticipated thing they've ever done as a corporation. So that's going to be on hold. And as of now, there are no delays as to how long the delay on construction of this is going to be. Same thing for the P&O. And let's just say P&O is part of the Carnival Corporation as well. Iona. Uh, highly anticipated cruise ship, the Iona, is also going to be delayed. Uh, here we go. Oh, Carnival has nine cruise lines, by the way. Look at that. I had written it down previously, and I didn't remember. Yeah, nice little surprise there. Listen, that's bad news. For many people, the news I'm about to say is even worse. It's just a freaking mess out there, huh? You got a coronavirus thing taking over the country. You have uh, unrest politically all over the place. I'm looking out my window right now at the compound. It's pouring rain with lightning. I mean, it's looks like it's four hours later than it is. And hey, listen, this is the beauty of it, right? I think when you go out there and you enjoy your sailings and you're sitting on these private islands and you're anywhere where the sun is out and the and it's warm and it's beautiful any of these beautiful moments you have in life i think the beauty of those moments are magnified by times like what we are going through now well tommy i don't think we've ever gone through any times like we've gone and that's a fair point but that just might mean it might be sweeter when we do return to sailing when we do return to the fact when we can go out to our restaurants whenever we want we don't have to worry about six feet apart or eight feet apart or you know the new normal the old normal the whatever the hell they're talking about out there and make no mistake you know what i mean the news media i don't mean to always be like i'm going to war with them but it is true they absolutely have interest there isn't there it is in their interest to pump this stuff out and, and i'm not saying either way i'm not saying uh either political side i'm not saying it's unjustified as far as you know is there a second wave are we in the middle of a second wave or at the beginning of a second wave i'm not speaking one way or the other if you want to hear a little bit more details on that you can sign up to patreon.com slash always be booked p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash always be booked now what that is is a show that happens every single day is five dollars for the entire month so i don't know what that breaks down to pennies a show and um 
you know, we do, we, we discuss a lot, you know, we'll do about 20 minutes on cruising, but the first 10 minutes, I do like to kind of basically break down the latest and the not so greatest when it comes to all the stuff that you're hearing about, you know, the coronavirus, because you will listen to a lot of stuff on the news and, uh, they're making a lot of money off of a lot of these reports. So what I like to do is not say they're wrong. Listen, the fact that they're making a lot of money and they're doing pretty well by, uh, you know, it, elongating and i guess hyper focusing on this news cycle which again probably well deserved i like to look at the numbers and i like to look at the hard data and then i do a reaction based on what i'm seeing you know you you listen to what you see on the news you look at what you see in your personal life and then you look at the hard numbers you put that all together and then yeah ideally you spit out as close to an accurate, I guess, landscape on it as you could possibly have. All right. But again, like I said, we want to be positive. We want to talk about how beautiful it's going to be uh, uh, the next time we are out to sea. Next time, just just close your eyes and picture it. You're with your significant other. You're with your friends. You're with your family. There's going to be sailaways. There's going to be beautiful experiences at sea at all these beautiful islands when they open up. It's just a, we're going through a patch right now. We're going through a patch, and boy, I cannot wait till it's over. But like I said earlier, things like this that we're going through right now are the exact very things that make those really, really wonderful times at sea that much sweeter. Or anything that you're dealing with in life, or anything, any of the, you can't have up without down. You can't have right without left. So, you know, we will be back, and I join you in the hope that it is sooner rather than later. Okay, also announced today, this is was not good, not the news anybody wanted to hear, but as you will hear in the interview with Sherry from Cruise Tips TV that's coming up in just a few minutes, uh, it's not a surprise on my end. I didn't think that we were ready, uh, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't. I'm not saying either way, okay? What I'm saying is the landscape and the temperature that I've taken just making some observations over the over the landscape of the cruising industry it didn't seem to me that we were going to be back to sea on October on, I'm sorry on August 1st it just didn't look like it it just didn't i wasn't seeing enough of the things that i would expect to see you know in whatever order you expect to see those things i didn't i didn't see those things happening it was it was dragging their feet even the, any conversations that the cruise industry would have with clear I mean, I'm sorry, with the CDC, was always about repatriation and, you know, first of all, let's make the announcement, September 15th. Now, this is interesting. CLIA made the announcement, and I do think I have it right here, and let's get into that a little bit. What do they say? Due to the ongoing situation with the U.S. related, uh, COVID-19, US related to COVID-19, CLIA member cruise lines have decided to voluntarily extend the period of suspension for passenger operations. The current no-sale order issued by the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention will expire on July 24th, and although we had hoped that cruise activity could resume as soon as possible after that date, it is increasingly clear that more time will be needed to resolve barriers to resumption in the United States. 
Although we are confident that future cruises will be healthy and safe and will fully reflect the latest protective measures, we also feel that it is appropriate to err on the side of caution to help ensure the best interest of our passengers and crew members. We have therefore decided to further extend our suspension of operations from U.S. ports until September 15th. The additional time will allow us to consult with the CDC on measures that will be appropriate for the eventual resumption of cruise operations. They do continue, but I'm going to stop there because that's basically all we need to know, right? The interesting part of that is the CDC were the ones who implemented that no-sale order up until August 1st, okay? There is some debate, I guess, on what actual power the CDC has. Is this a very strong recommendation? Is CLIA and the American cruise, all, all the cruise lines, beholden to CLIA, uh, to the CDC? Or can they, despite the strong recommendations, could they have sailed? Clearly, you saw Norwegian come out in the last couple of days. And it looked like they kind of, uh, they just seemed like they, they put a message out there that seemed to be riddled with frustration. And you saw something that you don't always see. And Norwegian actually called out the CDC, saying that, listen, hey, we're trying to sit down. We're trying to bring our ideas to the table about what we need to do as far as sanitization and safety uh, to get us back to cruising because that's ultimately what has to happen, right? None of this is going to happen without the the beginnings. And you know what Norwegian says. The CDC is going to look at it. They're going to review it. They're not going to just approve the first cut. They're going to say, I like this, I like this, I like this, I like this. But what about this? What about this? What about this? Now go back to the drawing board. We'll meet again in 15 days. So Norwegian was just trying to start that process. And I guess their frustration, and I guess probably the frustration of a lot of the cruise lines, but Norwegian was the one, give them credit. You know, I don't know if it was the smartest move to kind of start a quarrel with the CDC, but they did start the conversation and threw it out there. Hey, you guys are ducking this whole thing. CDC will tell you, hey, listen, we got all these people still at sea. We're worried about repatriation, getting people home. So that's first. But again, Norwegian pushed the, uh, you know, pushed the meter a little bit and got CDC. I guess maybe to come to uh, a little bit of a discussion, because the, again, like I said, the interesting part of this is that CLIA is calling this a voluntary move, right? Clear, you see, they make sure that they use the word voluntary several times. Now, you could take that as, okay, Clear is really concerned, and they just realized that they're not ready, and they just decided that uh, we don't think that this is going to work out, so we're going to voluntarily push it, at least for now, so we're going to voluntarily push it, voluntarily push it to September 15th, or there was probably some back-channel discussions, and there was probably some indications from the powers that be with the CDC that probably told them, hey, listen, we're extending this thing. We're not ready. You're right. We haven't had the conversations. Call it whoever's fault you want, but we haven't started the conversation. So clearly, nobody's going to see, nobody's sailing anywhere August 1st, okay? And then there was probably some sort of a, now this is total speculation, guys, and you know I'm a moron. They probably talked about it And the message that went out there was probably agreed upon that CLIA will comply, 
Clea understands there was probably a list of deliverables that were put in place as far as negotiations in the next couple of weeks. But then Clea is probably one of the caveats to the agreement was Clea gets to announce this as our decision. Just like when you see a powerful CEO or a uh, sports general manager or somebody, they hand in their resignation. On paper, yeah, sure, we resigned. But we know what kind of really happened. The CDC was going to extend this no-sale order. And that's basically what it is. And really, there's other stuff out there. I mean, Virgin Voyages, they floated out their second ship. That's kind of kind of like a piece of comic relief in this whole thing. Virgin Voyages, their quick history, uh, very, very highly anticipated, trying to shake up the industry, shake up the world with all their tiny little pools and all their different little things that they're going to do on cruise ships. No buffets, no fam, no kids, no nothing. But hey, we know you're going to be copying us within two years. I mean, very, very brash changes, bold face changes that go in the, like, basically go in the opposite direction. Of the decades of, I guess, what do you want to call it, Uh, uh, trials and experiments that cruise lines have done to see what is traditionally uh, makes a profitable cruise line. Virgin says we're going to, and early early, uh, indications are that it was a disaster. People that I trust took that little sample cruise they did. They did the tour. They checked out the staterooms. And they said, uh, no offense, We realize this is not an actual sailing, and it is maybe not the full experience. But no offense, Virgin Voyages, what are you doing? There's so much to be desired here. There's a lot of wacky things that are going on again. And who knows? Maybe they are the the mad geniuses, the mad scientists that we just don't get it yet. And once they actually go out to sea, we will get it. That's, That's possible. But... The reviews on the sample little, I guess, two-day cruise to nowhere or the overnight thing that they did, a lot of the influencers in the cruise space did not have a ton of great things to say. I didn't hear one person say, holy crap, do you see? They're going to change the cruising world forever for the positive. You heard a lot of weird stuff. The staterooms are weird. The layout's weird. You heard the fact that there's basically a baby pool for the main pool on the Lido deck. There's no buffet. People were, I guess, maybe, uh, I would say, curious, to put it politely, on what the hell they were thinking. And amidst of all this, so so far, the, 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 the experience, or the, I guess the feedback was so bad that they canceled their first, I guess, little sailing to Miami. Or they were going to do like another one of those. They were going to do something, and I forgot. Forgive me. I know I'm coming off like a moron right now, too. Uh, They were going to do something else, another sample cruise or another couple of days of sample cruises, and they canceled those because they realized, uh uh-oh, no good. We don't really know. uh, (laughs) we We got to go back to the drawing board. And then in the midst of all this, you have unrest in the streets. You have no-sale orders. You have COVID, you know, whether it's true or not threatening to have a second spike all this stuff's going on uh carnival is getting rid of six ships they're delaying the construction of their biggest and baddest ever ship in history the carnival mardi gras and then here we have virgin voyages floating out its second ship (laughs) 
I don't know. Will that second ship ever see the light? Will the first ship ever see the light of day? Of course, I think it will. They probably both will, but it's just kind of funny. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you guys know her. Sherry from Cruise Tips TV. I mean, you want to talk about a calming voice, an influencer. We're going to use that word, I guess. It's kind of, what else are you going to call us? Uh, Who's been in the game for a minute or two. She's just easy to listen to she kind of puts a very very positive and calming spin in what in all the chaos around us and i think you'll know what i'm talking about when you listen to this interview uh cruisetipstv.com check her out there cruise tips tv on youtube ladies and gentlemen sherry from cruise tips tv All right, ladies and gentlemen, as promised, on the line, we have from Cruise Tips TV, Sherry. Welcome back to the show, Sherry. What's up, Mr. Casabona? Thanks for having me back. No, it's a pleasure. You know, we're all out here, you know, I guess uh, trying to navigate our way through whatever this is. And uh, needless to say, it's been a little challenging, hasn't it? Yeah, definitely. It's going to be a new frontier and, I mean, a whole new appreciation for cruising and travel and just like the little things that we took for granted. Oh, totally, totally. So I guess, you know, uh, we're huge fans over here of uh, Cruise Tips TV and would love just watching the, the the day-to-day as far as cruising goes with you guys, whether it's the vlogs or the live streams. With that, what has your day-to-day been like over there? Um, day-to-day has actually been, it's probably been a little bit more normal for us than maybe some people because I'm still working full-time. So, um, <laughs> you know, well, that's good. I'm spending, yeah, it, it is. It's actually, it's been super good because I, I think that would have been a stressor that would take us over the edge. Nobody, nobody you know, wishes for that. So many people have unfortunately lost their jobs, but I've been working a few days in the office. Some of the work that I do is essential work and then a few days at home. So it's been pretty similar. And then just in terms of cruise tips TV, I feel like, you know, we're just doing what we can to reinvent Every week, um, you know, for the most part, as you know, and I know it'll make you very proud to hear that I'm, I feel like I'm like drinking on air half the time. <laughs> it's like yes. our entertainment, right? It absolutely, um, it's so heartwarming to see. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Tommy. I'm so glad that I've made you proud during this, during this pandemic. And I'm it glad we got, my heart. I'm glad we got through the ice, ice cube, um, the hipster ice cube gate. <laughs> For those of you who don't know what Tommy's talking about, I tried to put um, giant square ice cubes in a cocktail shaker. And, um, you know, I reached out to Tommy for feedback after the episode, knowing his great prowess behind the bar. I was like, okay, you know, do you have any constructive feedback for me on how I could do a better job of, you know, drinking on air? And he's like, well, you know, glad you asked. First of all, don't put like giant rocks into your shaker. <laughs> so, um, but thank you for that. Actually, I actually really do appreciate all of your consultation. I'm going to be making a painkiller this Friday night um, on air. And I was all confused. I was like, I need to message Tommy to find out if when they say cream of coconut in the pain color killer, excuse or, me, or we could just go the sherry, my... we can go the sherry way. Yeah. Cream of coconut. Just... If you don't have add gin, just put gin in it, right? That's <laughs> gin is my substitution for everything. Yeah, like you don't have egg whites, put gin. In it. <laughs> you don't have any sugar or flour, just put gin in it. 
Oh, I know. But I don't know if I'm supposed to use like canned coconut cream or like that Coco Lopez stuff. It's really gooey and sweet, but I think um, you're going to have to let me know. Yeah, no, I think that's it. What did, what did the recipe say? It said cream of coconut. Yeah, cream of coconut me, is the Coco Lopez or, oh. or stuff like that. It's any of the um, whatever you're going to, I guess what you would make, um, make sort of like a pina colada mix type of thing. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Well. I bought the wrong thing at the store. I just bought a can of coconut cream. So I think we might have to substitute there. All right. Dust off the gin. <laughs> dust off the gin. Yeah, that'll taste, that'll taste fabulous. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. <sighs> well, definitely. I think everybody, and I could speak for everybody in the cruise community, that when we do see you on the YouTubes, when we check them out, uh, it is kind of like a... It's a little piece of normal, so we appreciate, and I think everybody appreciates what you continue to do out there with your, uh, whether it's making drinks, whether it's uh, anything, like any of the any of the stuff that you do in this time where we're all finding ourselves having to be a little bit creative as far as content. No, oh, thanks. Um, that's the best compliment you can give because you know we're floundering. We're like, what do we do? You know, how do we how do we keep people feeling entertained, but then at the same time, you don't want to make people feel bad. Um, you know, you don't want to be putting out necessarily travel content that makes people just feel like, oh man, I wish I was on a cruise. Um, we don't have any vlog footage or anything like that that we're holding back necessarily. But I think it would it would cross my mind that it might make some people a little bit sad if that's the kind of thing that we were producing right now. It's true. It could be worse. I don't know if you've listened to my uh, recent episodes, but I did probably about 10 minutes on what would happen if there were birds big enough to pick us up as humans. <laughs> How did we escape? How did we escape? You know, there are elephants. We know things that size can fly. We have planes. How did we as a species end up on the top of the food chain and escape the possibility of giant pterodactyl-sized structure, uh, uh, animals able to lift us up and drop us wherever they please? So, yeah. I mean, wasn't it the Ice Age that, that helped us along there? Wait, hold on. You're going to give me an answer? All right, hold on. Yeah. yeah Okay. Yeah. No, I get it. The Ice Age canceled out the pterodactyls. I do get that. But, okay, Okay. the Ice Age canceled out everything. So when we started anew, now there's elephants. Like if elephants had wings and were able – like if they were able to fly, what would would it be like? We've we've somehow avoided the situation where if we leave the house, there's not a giant bird that could come and scoop us up at any time and then drop us from several stories up in the air. Like like they do to um like eagles sometimes do to an unfortunate billy goat or whatever. Uh okay. We just, yes, so we, got we don't lucky. have like a predator. We don't have like a flying predator currently. Right, exactly. I mean, I guess maybe well, it did exist and maybe we slingshot it out of the sky in the caveman days or something. I don't know. Yeah. I think we'd all have to start wearing like an electric fence. <laughs> you know, like you'd have exactly. to carry like a you'd have like a remote control in your pocket and you see the pterodactyl coming and then you just activate the buzzer. But this is not good because now people are gonna think that I want to hurt birds and that is not true. So let's just yeah. People okay, in Cruise Land, on. I apologize for bringing <laughs> Sherry into this world. I have corrupt her and now she's entered into the weird mind. I got an email about that and I don't smoke anything. But I did get questioned on it. What were you smoking before you recorded that portion of your show? Oh, All right, so no, I, but we can ask you that any week. Yeah, that's week. true. That's true. And it's, I guess it's a little maybe con- even more concerning that the answer is nothing. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so in general, what's the vibe out in California? I can tell you here in Florida, I get a good feel for New York because I talk to people every day about, you know, what's going on there. And I can tell you. Florida, 
uh, it's people are looking to kind of be a little less cautious and kind of open things up. And, you know, uh, it is it, there are still masks and you still have to if you're going to enter any of the regular grocery stores or drugstores, things like that. You do have to wear a mask. But that but more importantly, what is the general vibe in California? Because I will say on my Patreons, I do kind of do like maybe a five minute update on just kind of like the day-to-day what's the newest in corona since it's really kind of dominating everything and um i have to say we have our our two states right now are in uh, kind of like have something in common in that there seems to be a little bit of a surge in cases do, do you buy into mm-hmm. that and then what is the what is the vibe Yes. Okay. So in California, currently, there is, there are a surge in cases. However, there's also a surge in testing. So the fact that there's a surge in cases, according to our governor, is not really necessarily all that alarming. What we want to watch for out here and what we're not seeing in most areas of California is the, you know, the overwhelmed um hospitals so that as if we're using that as our gauge right now we're doing pretty well in most parts of california where we're where we live on the central coast we're doing really well um los angeles is still in in a bit of trouble and struggling quite a bit and the bay area will of course be a little bit slower to come out of it so it's you know it's very different depending on where you're living um where i live in california we're in stage three so i will say that california probably and from what i'm hearing from people who live in places like arizona texas and florida we're a little bit more on the conservative side of coming out of the um what do you what do you call it the ppes the social distancing it's all still totally happening here Uh, restaurants are open where we live um however they've removed half the tables and the capacity is reduced gyms are opening right away like that's happening and movie theaters are opening so those are just happening but everywhere you go here you're still going to see masks so in the grocery store completely required it's the law you're supposed to wear masks in any building so anywhere that you go shopping full-on masks um social distancing yes where it can be uh enforced it is um people are starting to get out though they're starting to go camping they're you know campgrounds are open and they're starting to really surge toward the outdoors and i think it's because it's you know father's day weekend's coming up graduations are technically happening and it's that time when i think people have the, the summer itch no, I agree. It makes it makes a ton of sense to continue to proceed with caution. And my my whole message is and continuously stay whether well, people hate it. I get hated by everybody because I'm just a middle of the road guy. I just don't like when people, you know, there's varying levels of concern for this thing. And I just get disappointed when I see it just turn into something political. All right, somebody wants thinks the masks should stay. Somebody thinks the masks mm-hmm. are a scam. Like I just wish Everybody would just kind of respect each other. There's not necessarily anything political. It doesn't need to be anything politically motivated by it. You know mm-hmm. what? There's just, I just, I just, uh, it seems like nowadays we'll just divide over anything. Right. Yeah. And people definitely, they want to get fired up over things. It, it can become a political topic. It can become a religious topic. You know, you've got people who are strongly opinionated about vaccines. You've got people who are strongly opinionated about herd immunity treatments it's like everyone has a different opinion and we just have to all accept the fact that there there may not be a right or wrong even doctors and epidemiologists and you know the world health organization will say there there are different ways to do things and um most of the world chose to do 
social distancing and stay-at-home orders as their methodology, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's the only way to do it. Right, and understand that no matter how much you disagree with someone, it doesn't mean you have to take it personally. That's all. We're just going right. to disagree. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. All right, so I guess as far as Cruise Tips TV in general and your content, your approach to your content, I know we're doing a lot of the gin and we're doing a lot of the cooking. Is is that the only way? Is there any? Have you guys maybe sat down as a uh, as an entity? You know, you and Mr. Cruise Tips TV and Junior Editor, and have specifically thought out a different direction. And, and I guess in any respect, as, mm-hmm. as far as type of content, as far as frequency of posting, and what you're going to post, have you guys actually talked it through and made any changes, like wholesale changes, to your operation based on this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have. Um, it's been more of a progression. It hasn't really been one um, company meeting per se, but more of a progression. Um, in the beginning, the decision that we made was to go live very frequently just to kind of be a distraction for people. And that was working really well until it wasn't, you know, and that strategy had to change a little bit. And we shifted that approach to be a little bit different. And we started to produce news episodes every week. So right now we're trying to produce a news kind of a just really the top stories every one to two weeks as we need to. Um, But the other thing that we've done is we've put a lot of focus on our website, Tommy. Um, It's something we've been really needing to do for a long time. And this uh, situation totally forced us to focus on our website. So a lot of content over there, whether it's kind of blog style posts or news releases, um, whatever it might be, recipes for things, we're doing a lot with our website. So strategically, the website is is kind of the future for us. That doesn't mean we're going to stop doing YouTube. In fact, we will probably not change once travel returns. We probably won't change our strategy all that much at all, but the website will be a central part of our, um, our platform now. Gotcha. CruiseTipsTV.com? You got it. Definitely check that out, everybody, please. Um, what do you, once we do get back to normal, what are you expecting? And I and every, I know everybody hates the term new normal. I do as well. But no, like it or not, it's going to be a at least a temporary normal or temporary new normal. What are you expecting from the new normal when we are, the new temporary normal when we are allowed to go back to sea? Mm-hmm. It is hard to say you're right because we don't, you know, everybody's speculating right now, including us. We're doing a lot of speculating. We have our ideas about what could be the new normal. I think that the new normal is going to evolve every month as cruising begins again. You know, let's just say we start up in August. What it is in August will look totally different from what it will be in December. Um, but I think that one thing that we have to just accept is that it's probably going to be somewhat similar to what we're experiencing on land in the beginning. So if it's happening on land in the United States, it's probably going to be a continuation out to sea, right? So if if face masks are still completely a thing in most places, you're probably going to see face masks for a little while, at least in certain venues on ships. Um, I think that the cruise lines obviously won't be sailing at full capacity. We know that. They can operate they could offer operate profitably at a much lower percentage of capacity than some people might think. Um, which is one thing that's quite unique about the travel agency is, excuse me, the cruise industry is those margins can be a bit higher. So I think that they'll find creative ways to do that. And I think it's actually never going to have been safer. I think we're going to be loving life. You know, you're going to be sailing. If you can get out there on one of the earlier ships, you're going to be sailing on uncrowded vessels 
that are being meticulously cleaned down 400 times a day with fewer people. I mean, what more could anybody want? To me, it sounds great, <laughs> but, um, you know, we'll have to see. I think there will probably be staffing issues, too. There will be, you know, perhaps some shortages or um, perhaps some glitchiness when things get up and running. might take a little while for things to feel normal again, um, but... I think it will be it'll be very safe, to be honest. Yeah, I go back and forth on it. I'm like, you know what? I could imagine what this is going to be like because there are the things, and I've said it before, the things that you know, the things that like the buffets, like the main theater, like the things that you know that you are going to have to, I guess, take precautions on and regulate and mandate certain restrictions that you're not used to. But then you have to understand that this is going to be a fluid thing. There are going to be so many things that pop up that they oh yeah we didn't think about that when that happens like you know mm-hmm. or when this happens what do we do when we do this what happens if somebody what what do we how do we mandate that how do we regulate that like will there be you know what they call it the, the disco the nightclub whatever it is like uh, if they're trying to socially distance on a cruise ship i know the bars are taking away the bar seating they don't want you sitting at the mm. bar but they do the tables okay but if you're in a are you allowed to go on the dance floor and meet somebody and start dancing with them you know what i mean like that type of oh, thing like wow where w- w- but that's one of probably dozens of things that is gonna that are gonna pop up that they're gonna have to react to and I guess regulate on the fly probably. Yeah, that's really interesting. Do you guys have bars open, bars and nightclubs open in Florida yet? We have eating establishments are open, and a lot of times, uh-huh. you know, there's a gray area with that. A lot of yep. those are bars. So, but what most of mm-hmm. them have done is, and I know one place that I was at. Uh, they were doing social distancing at the bar. Most of the bars is like, okay, there's no bar seating. They're putting like basically ropes up against the bar. So like you mm-hmm. can't stand at the bar. You can order a drink. They'll pass it over the ropes, but there's no. But I saw one place that was just socially distancing at the bar. I actually saw a guy hitting on a female uh, under the social distance regulations <laughs> from six feet away. It was actually happening. I was, I'm like, what world are we living in right now? This is crazy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's so weird. I can just see the corny joke. Yeah. Like you know, coming out of his mouth from six feet away. That's hilarious. <laughs> hey, do you go? Do you go there often? <laughs> do you come here often? I know, right? <laughs> Has anyone ever told you you have beautiful eyes? <laughs> from what I can see, they look okay. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah. From what I can see. Oh, man. oh my gosh! Yeah, it's weird. I don't know the whole bar thing and the and the dance club and the the um the social distancing. That's a really good point because then there's going to be. Oh, you run into that whole, you know, what is the cruise line encouraging and allowing versus what guests are doing on their own free will? That whole thing will be kind of interesting. Which is why I take a step back and I say to everybody that honestly, man, whatever you want. I know everybody's trying their hearts in the right place. I'm like, you know what? This stuff is not going to be very, very easy to regulate then you're gonna have right. what are you gonna have like um you know senior prom chaperones running around six feet apart six feet apart it's mm-hmm. gonna just be very difficult to try to to try to regulate and then what if somebody refuses what if somebody what are you what are you, what are you a sheep you're falling for this scam you can't make me do this. you're gonna get some yep. of those people and then how do you and then yep. what do you do how do you handle those so my thing is like if you're gonna go out you kind of got to just be like all right you know what i'm gonna try to be as careful as i can but i'm going mm-hmm. out i'm going on a cruise i'm going to a restaurant i'm going anywhere with an assumed level of risk and it's kind of where i'm at on it right or wrong Um, yeah i feel like we've got you know it's interesting because we have theme parks and you know like vegas style casinos opening up already so i think that if we keep an eye on those 
sort of um, industries right now, it should be a good window into what could be possible with cruising too. Because with, you know, casinos, there's some similarities with recycled air and, you know, with buildings and crowding and, and food venues. But then with places like theme parks, there's some more similarities there too. So maybe that will provide a little window into what the future looks like as we see how the first month shakes out with those reopenings. Yeah, very, very good point. Very good point. Like a little uh, ahead of the game experiment, um, or at least a, uh, what would you call it? Control. What? Uh, yep. So did you, did you buy into, I mean, this is, I guess, semi-controversial. If you don't want to get into this, this is, is what it is. It's just, I guess it's a, everybody gets a little sensitive when it comes to, uh, the industry and, and and cruising and the media's coverage on it. Did you buy into that whole return to sale on August 1st? Because I did. The way they were talking about it and the way they were mentioning how, you know, they had a plan. They had certain ships from certain ports that were scheduled to sail on certain itineraries. I actually mm-hmm. bought into the fact that they thought this August 1st thing was going to happen. And I guess it technically is not yet completely dismissed. But it sounds mm-hmm. like there's been a little bit of a walk back from there. Did you uh, – what is your stance on that? Um, okay, you're, now you're talking about Carnival, Carnival, right? sorry, I didn't mention that. Yes. yes. Carnival. No, 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 that's, that's completely... I, I feel that his statement was taken a little bit out of context. And of course, this is, again, your, you know, perception is everything. You could have taken that statement to mean, like, we made a mistake and there's no way we're cruising again August 1st. Or, hey, perhaps saying definitively that we're back on August 1st was a little bit too much of a, um, a statement of certainty, but I absolutely don't feel that it's out of the realm of possibility because, you know, like you said, they're easing back into cruising with a certain number of ships in very limited ports in states where the restrictions have loosened. To me, if the CDC allows it and they can get crew onto their ships, and they can keep them at reduced capacity. I don't think there's any reason why it won't happen. And they're not the only cruise line who's, you know, saying that they're going to go back on August 1st either. No, they're not. I feel as though it's just been a month-to-month, I guess, extension. And that's been the policy mm-hmm. of just extended another month, extended a month. And what you're saying is technically, yes, they're, the extension right now is falling under that end of July, early August situation. I looked at it as carnival, and you know what? You say say whatever, agree or disagree. I took it as carnival was actually a little bit different this time, and that they were, um, they were they were coming out and making a a definitive statement on no, this is when we really are going back. And you mm-hmm. know, I could have been wrong. I could have totally, uh, I guess, misconstrued that as well. But that's kind of like what I got from it. But it is actually refreshing to hear that you didn't necessarily take it as that uh, because, mm-hmm. you know, I guess that maybe uh, there's more than more than one way to see it. Well, I definitely took it as they were optimistically hoping that they could get back on August 1st. I didn't think that it was just another part of their rolling 30-day cancellations to hold on to people's money or anything like that. I totally thought that they had full intention of doing it. Um, I think with... Some of the earlier rolling cancellations, like you said, the month by month thing. Yeah. I think that the strategy was, okay, well, we definitely know we're not sailing before June 30th. So let's just go ahead and say that we're not cruising until June 30th. Let's give people their money back into that point because that's all that people can, you know, that's all that they can handle infrastructure wise with the refunds and all that. But no, I'm with you. I think it was, I think it was that they did have full intent of returning and I think that they still 
do. I mean, I think you can still book one of the cruises on the website, right? I mean, I think I believe you can. You can. I believe you can. Yeah, and again, I think this so. Is, this is not the opinion of Sherry or Cruise Tips TV. It is Tommy. <laughs> It'll always be booked. I don't think mm-hmm. there's a chance anything's going out uh, the 1st of August. But Really? I you guess, don't? I don't think so. I think they. Com- oh. I think he completely walked that back. I think if, if he – I think – Listen, Carnival, listen, it's a corporation. I love Carnival. I love cruising. I'm right. not, I'm just not a apologist for the industry, I guess. And what I think was is that, you know, they, he wanted to go, he wanted to, and I thought that was the intention. And then I think a couple of meetings later, it realized that nobody else was making these bold statements about these sailings that were going out. And then they realized, mm-hmm. oh, what if we do? Let's just say we do jump back in. And then there is an issue. And we're the only ones out here on an island. And then I think he went back on and said, hey, listen, I never intended to say that we would definitely go. Like, I think it was a little bit of a change in uh, philosophy and a little bit of uh, – and then I would be okay with that if he would have said, hey, listen, we were a little premature to say that we were actually very bold about you know those whatever 12 sailings going out at that particular time. But you know what? After looking into it, we're going to be a little bit more prudent and we're going to be a little bit more, I guess, err on the side of caution. And uh, we're not necessarily as sure. We may, be, we may have been a little – uh, ahead of ourselves they didn't say that mm-hmm. he said he basically said we never said we were definitely going to but that's neither mm-hmm. here nor there it is what it is we there's nothing we're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna solve that in this conversation right here so we're just we're gonna, just gonna hope yeah. for the best we're all on the same page and hoping these ships come back as soon as possible and uh we'll see what happens but i guess um well let me ask you are you are you booked or were you booked for any of these did you have to do any cancellations and how is that process Oh boy. So we, uh, I'll, I'll answer the first question first. We were booked on a cruise when all of this went down and that cruise was canceled in February. We were booked on Diamond Princess in Japan. Okay. <laughs> the okay. ship that went through, yeah. that went through all the struggles. Yes. Um, and so that cruise was canceled this, like the third week of February. And then we rescheduled it for this November, but we're not going to go on that cruise just because unfortunately the cruise tips TV family had to invest in a, a an expensive new computer. <laughs> and that is a big budget trip that we were planning to Japan. So we're going to, we're going to scrap that cruise. And then whatever we do, whatever the first cruise out of the gate is for us, it'll probably be a budget cruise and it'll probably be pretty close to home unless we can find something out of like Texas or Florida with an inexpensive flight or use like maybe use some miles and get a, a nice inexpensive flight and do one of the first carnival sailings out of the gate if that happens or maybe an msc sailing would be awesome really hard to say um and all of that is also contingent upon whether or not my employer is going to allow people to um to self-quarantine because right now the cdc and many employers in the u.s are not allowing people to travel unless they unless they do a 14-day self-quarantine and i as of right now don't know if that'll be permitted. So we'll just have to see what happens. Wow. There are so many moving parts. It's crazy. I, it's, yeah. So th- so that's what's going to be part of it, that you're going to have to be, I guess, yep. proven to have self-quarantined before you get yep. in the ship. Because I think it's a great idea. I think I think walk before you run type of a scenario is good. Get it, get mm-hmm. on a s- small little cruise. Get Let them get their feet under them, their sea legs under them, as, as you might say, as far as the service and everything. You know, It's probably going to be a little bit of a mess, the first couple of sailings, right? 
I think so. Yeah, I think it probably will be. Yeah, it'll probably be pretty rocky. I think one thing people have to prepare for, too, is like things are going to move really slowly. Embarkation is going to be torturously long. Getting If you're tendering somewhere, and I know how you feel about tendering, mm-hmm. um, it's going to be like it's going to be rough. And there's going to be a lot more patience required in the early days. So people who aren't ready for that probably should stay home for just a little while. Oh, you just mentioned, I didn't even really think of that. I guess it's stupid of me not to, but the embarkation, that is probably going to be like, you know, imagine a 10 PM sail away because of, well, we plan to leave at four, but you know what? We're social distancing in the lines and we're taking everybody's temperature. And then, you know, Oh yeah. I I think the first cruise for people like me, myself and you, I think it makes sense just if for nothing more than a, um, for for like a uh, I guess research purposes or maybe content prop pr- yes. purposes, but man, I could see that being a little frustrating. Yeah, hopefully it works out. Yep. Hopefully it works out. Now, yeah, exactly. In, in this whole new thing of uh, you know not being able to cruise, uh, I know we are still under a quarantine, so it's not like we can necessarily run around the streets and live life as normal. But have you? considered any other forms of travel travel uh whether it is just mm-hmm. to make or whether to make content would you put some different forms of travel on content or any type of vacation oh uh, yeah okay so my husband and i kind of have differing opinions on that um i personally would like to um i would probably jump on an all-inclusive resort vacation before i would jump on a cruise um if it were my kind of you know decision completely in the household. But my husband feels a little bit more differently about it. He feels a little bit more like our audience probably wants us to stick with the cruising content and that we should at least right out of the gate try to get out there and show people what the experience is like and that that's kind of our our duty. And I agree with that from a theoretical standpoint, but I also do feel like it would be okay and that our audience would understand if we sprinkled in a little bit of um, other types of content here and there. Um, When we were, we went to Cabo back in um, February for a five night all inclusive stay. And I didn't create any YouTube content on that, but we did a lot on Instagram Mm -hmm. and it was really well received. And it was, it was a wonderful vacation. It was fantastic, extremely relaxing, beautiful beach, really good food, a little bit more expensive than a cruise. I mean, the value with cruises is obviously just insanely good. But um, I I really love a good, high-quality, all-inclusive, and I'd love to mix one in here and there. Really would. Yeah. No, and I totally understand. I, I love it. Shout out to Mr. Yeah. Cruise what about TV. you? I mean, it, what it, would you? What about you, Tommy? Would you do that? I know you don't like to fly though, so that's no. tricky for you. No, um, I would do it though. I would do an all-inclusive. I listen. I've. <sighs> I've looked it up. I've researched it. I've mm-hmm. looked up some all-inclusives. And honestly, it just doesn't feel the same. I would probably do just a regular mm-hmm. vacation because I I am at the very, very beginning stages of educating myself on them a little bit and just getting back to your situation. I would just say I, I, I love that he says stick with the cruising. But I like what you say too as far as try it. And I would say, not that you're asking me for my advice, but if, if, if you – um. I don't think you would lose any listeners or listeners okay. or viewers by okay. doing it. I think you would you mm-hmm. would if, if somebody did that, it's content from you. At the end of the day, I think most of people why they consume us is because of kinda like what we do and who we are. You know, to a certain degree. Obviously we start talking about birds and picking people off the floor, it gets a little <laughs> off off track. Yeah. But 
if you can stay within this, the, the genre or the macro genre, which is travel, people are still going to watch you. But if they don't like it, they'll probably maybe apt to let you know. Like, listen, I prefer you yeah. stick to the cruising. I just don't think it would hurt you guys per se. But what the hell do I know? Um, so as uh-huh. far, so I totally as, agree. Okay. As far as the experiencing the non-cruise vacation, the all inclusives that I looked for and the virtual tours that I've taken, what I've what I've gotten the vibe the vibe i've gotten was just like it's like a almost like a ranch you know what i mean you go from place to Mm -hmm. place oh let's walk across this street to this uh restaurant that you know i i forgive that a little bit more on cruises because you know you're on an adventure you know you're headed to a specific island you know you're going to go to another island after that and then you're just on this amazing journey with the same people when you're it's almost like a half you're almost like um you're you're splitting you're splitting the difference with a with a with a um, all inclusive. I feel like the mm-hmm. restaurant. They could say it's a different restaurant, but it's it's the restaurants. From what I hear, heard are all very very similar to one another. And then you walk. I, I would just get bored. I would just kind of get bored. I think, but I'd have to look more into it. I'm definitely yeah. gonna check it out. I, I okay. So for you though, like think about this though. What if you were somewhere like Cancun, where you've also got really great nightlife. And so you can leave the property yeah. and go have fun or Cabo San Lucas. I know Mexico doesn't maybe make a whole lot of sense for you because you're on the you're on the um, East Coast. But like there's definitely some options down in like the DR and Jamaica and even the Virgin Islands. But I'm going to throw you a curveball, Tommy. OK. What? And I, I think you have some experience with this one so you can help me. But I have another idea for a, a cool hybrid. And that is that um, I think we want to do the Bahamas paradise cruise line thing where you take the, you take the ship and then you go stay for a few days and then you take it back. So like you do, you do a little Bahamas getaway at one of the nice resorts and you take the ship there and back. What do you think? Do you think we would like that one? I don't know if you would like it. Uh, okay. I don't know. I think you probably would. The ship okay. again, like I said, with the, first of all, I'll start up by saying I a hundred percent agree. That is definitely on my short list of things that I want to get to a hundred percent doing a cruise and stay with Bahama paradise. Definitely. Mm -hmm. The, the only thing I'll say is that, you know, you're just going to have to manage your expectations as far as the ship goes. You know, this to me, it's got, it's got a lot of advantages. I love the fact that you can (laughs) kind of feel like you, it almost feels like a cruise. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it almost does feel like a cruise ship. Yeah. Yeah, It's short. It's only two nights. So you really, you're using it as transportation. Pretty much. It's a, just a very nice, very beautiful ferry. And they do have the pool. They do have the entertainment. They do have mm-hmm. the casino. They have, all, they, they check all the boxes as far as things you're looking to do. But yeah, mm-hmm. there's nothing on there that's going to wow you or overly impress you on that ship. But that yeah. aspect of it and tying that in with a couple of days at an all-inclusive resort and you you kind of like funnel that into one package, I'm, I'll sign me up for that all day. Well, see, you should sign up for that too, because then you don't have to fly. Right. Yeah. No, hundred percent. So that could be perfect. Um, I think it'd be really cool. And remember, I'm the girl who likes carnival fantasy class ships. Like I like carnival imagination and inspiration. I think those ships are a blast. I love the smaller, older, more intimate ships. Typically I find that they have really good service and I don't get lost, (laughs) Yeah. you know, like roaming around the ship. So I think they're cool, but okay, no. cool. This is, a, that was a fun question. I liked that question about the other types of travel. I mean, I, the wanderlust for us is really, really there. Um, we, you know, before this all happened, we were starting to think about our strategy was going to be to see if we could get to 50 countries in five years. 
That was the big family plan. Yeah, totally. But now, you know, we're really having to pull in, pull back the reins a little bit, partially too financially, you know, we've got to be a little bit more careful than ever because this has, this has thrown us a curveball. Like it has many, many people. We don't, you know, we're budgeting and being way more careful right now too, because I don't know how long this is going to last. Um, but yeah, we want to see the world. We want to do everything. What do you do? You know, Europe and I want to cruise through the Suez Canal. We want to go to Antarctica. We want to do all the crazy stuff. And, and cruising is a great way to see a million different places in a short time. No, I, I agree a hundred percent. And just, I guess it's just to put a, uh, put a seal on the whole all-inclusive thing. I just, my, my ultimate thing on that is right now, and I'm hoping it changes my mind. I'm actually, there's one in Florida. There actually is one, I think one in the United States. And I think it's a club mm-hmm. med. Um, oh. And it's kind of close to where I am. And I, I'm mm-hmm. possibly going to maybe check into that. But I just like, I look online and it's like, okay, here's the here's the nightclub. Here's the, and it's all like in this one little courtyard. And it just doesn't have the same vibrance of a ship that the ship does. And I, I, I don't know. It just feels like a little bit of a like a dude ranch. But you, what you said was right. If you can go off campus a little bit, if you can get into the town a little bit, I think that would probably make it a better scenario. But I guess we'll see. Let me. Um, yeah. Let me ask you this: uh, Do you um, do you have since you've been away from cruising? And I don't know if this is. Uh, I don't know how much. I don't know who's – is this – would you say this is the longest you've ever gone without cruising or no? Has there been longer? No, I don't think it is. Um, uh, we, I was just talking to someone else about this today too that with our family, you have to keep in mind we've been through – this is basically like our third recession that we've been through. Okay. <laughs> um, my husband and I, back in 2008, we had um, – we were cruising at that point. You know, We weren't doing any content creation or anything like that, but cruising was a part of our life. And the recession hit us really, really hard. And we also had a baby. Mm. So during the time that I was pregnant and then had a newborn, we didn't cruise for probably, I would say probably two years because we took our son on a cruise when he was one. So you can't, you know, we didn't cruise while we were pregnant. Um, So good. There was a two year span. And then again, back in 2010, it was just another financially bumpy time for us. And I think that we were, we probably took about a nine month hiatus. Um, you know, unintentionally, but this time our last cruise is it's pretty, pretty long time. We haven't cruised since November. Okay. So we're, you know, we're looking at ugh, pretty painful. No, I got you. What I was trying to do was set up this question and maybe the fact that you can't sail is, is a little bit of a psychological, I guess, maybe that can contribute to your answer here. But, um, is there anything since you cannot sail right now, if you wanted to get on a cruise ship, if you were just feeling the urge and you just wanted to book a cruise this weekend, three day getaway just for the hell of it, you can't do that. It's just, just, it's not possible. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, is there anything and with that with, with that basic, I guess, foundation of, uh, from a psychological standpoint, can you pin anything that you, you know what? I really wanted to go on a cruise because I took this activity for granted or i really Mm -hmm. really miss going to this place that i know i could always go to whenever i wanted to or you know what this is something that i always like to do but you know i didn't really realize how much i'd miss it if i stopped it is there anything that you could say that's on the tip of your tongue that you miss from cruising right now yes and it's actually i can't i can't i can hardly say it because it makes me really emotional but do you know what it is it's the crew Uh, i miss the people that's a great And one. I can't even think about it. I get I, I get teared up. I miss those smiling faces. I miss the way that they greet you from like the beginning of the day to the end of the night. It's like 
where else do you have that experience? I mean, to be honest, we had that same experience when we were in Mexico this past year at an all-inclusive. They were in just as gracious, but you don't see the same friendly faces. That is the one thing. The problem is I'm going to probably maul them. I'm going to be like bear hugging everybody. Because, <laughs> you know, like, I'm like, I missed you guys. But no, seriously, it's the crew. It's the connection. It's that like that incredible. Uh, I mean, they're just they They appreciate their jobs, even though they work their tails off. They're thankful for their jobs. They're there to serve. And there's just nothing like it. I mean, otherwise, to be honest with you, if I sat on my balcony with a pot of coffee and a bottle of gin for seven <laughs> days and did nothing else, I would not care. Like, I don't even g- give me nothing. Just give me the wake and my balcony and my husband and my child and like... <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say an adult coloring book because I know what will happen to me on your show if I say that. But like I, I just don't care. I just the, the anything, give me anything, but it's the crew that I really choke up about. How about you? I wanna hear your answer. First of all, I wanna thank you for that visual. Just you and the family on the <laughs> On the on the with back. the coffee and the gin, yeah, well, coffee and what? Which is in which hand? The right, it's gin and right hand. You're righty with the gin or coffee with the right? It's a liquid yeah. diet, Tommy. Yeah. It's a liquid diet, baby. And then I would also oh love God. to see uh, the the you do the adult coloring book, page one, completely <laughs> lucid, and then by the end of that coloring blo- book, how inside or outside the lines we are based on the the mix of the coffee yeah. hopping you up and the gin doing right. what it does. It's oh great. my god, so funny. Well, I don't have the patience for coloring books, so I'm really just joking with you because I know yeah. that you teased me about that one time, like <laughs> six years ago. Um, but it is pretty funny. Uh, no, for me, it's, okay. But now I want to hear yeah. your answer. Yeah. No, and yours is a great answer. Yours is a great answer, and I hadn't thought about it, and it, it is a hundred percent true. Uh, you know, a lot of times, and you know, I guess I'll come off as insensitive here. It's like the crew is like umpires in sports or referees in sports. You're not supposed to notice them, but on a cruise, it's just not like that. Uh, on a cruise, they are right. absolutely so much more a part of the vacation than you realize. But my short answer is just very much my, I guess, uh, 9:30 a.m. to noon routine or or one mm. o'clock routine of just. Getting, waking up, knowing, oh yeah, because you know, you wake up, you open your eyes, you know, you're a little discombobulated depending upon what happened the night before. And you're like, oh yeah, I'm on a cruise ship. And then you like get up, go to the gym, sweat it out a little bit, go back, shower up, walk down to the Lido deck and emerge onto the Lido deck and just knowing that that is going to be your day. Yeah, it may not be the uh, same way every single time, but just you got your you got your gym in, you got your coffee in, maybe a little fruit for breakfast, and then now, okay, you dress up, you put your sunscreen on, you leave that cabin, and now you're going to emerge onto the deck, and whether you're laying in the sun, whether you're hitting up the bar, whatever you're doing, you're like, you just, the emergence of this is your day. You smell mm. that air and look at the horizon. And uh, yeah, I I, I, I love that. I cannot wait to return to that. That's beautiful. Okay, I totally thought you would have gone a different direction. I thought you would have said, um, th- I know you love sunsets. I know you love being on deck during the sunsets. I, yeah. I thought you would have said something about that, or I thought you would have said something about your iced coffee in St. Thomas with the coffee ice cubes. Yeah. Um, no, but it's right. not for you. It's a feeling. It's that feeling of having something all that all the beauty is ahead of you. All the good stuff is ahead of you. Yeah. It's in front of you. And there's, I think that's what we. Um, you know, I think that's what we all miss about cruising too. It's like that, it's just that, that joy, um, yeah, you know, you we're, just know it's going to be a good day. Yeah. 
yeah, you know, yeah. it's going to be a good day. And the stuff you mentioned is 100% very close to my heart, 100%. I was just trying to think. um, I was trying to go a little bit more in the whole just, I guess, macro general type of scenario. What just the the feeling is what like you just you put Mm -hmm. it perfectly um, versus like specific uh, angles or experience. And I kind of like I think yours was too. Yours was pretty general too with just like the the knowing that these people are out there. They're almost like, you know, as ridiculous as it sounds, they're almost part of your family for the week. They're just they're Mm -hmm. out there. They're, you know. Know, they're they're there to make your vacation as good as it can be but then also you know there is that personal connection that you don't otherwise get from land vacations or other vacations yeah and it's so true and we're you know we travel with a kid so our it, it is like family to us and a lot of times they miss their kids mm-hmm. and so we'll spend time after dinner if you know if their station gets a little quiet after dinner we'll spend time talking about their kids they'll talk to our son and they'll say that he reminds um, them of their own children and we'll, you know, we'll spend time getting to know them and talking about what life is like back home for them with the struggles and the victories and all that stuff. And it's like, that's just, you know, it's a, it's a really beautiful part of the cruise experience that I think I just, I can't, I can't find a replacement for that. No, right. And then you could kind of take that fast forward as nice as they are on that Lido deck or in that dining room and then fast forward them to three in the morning in that crew bar hanging from the oh, rafters. Oh, yeah. Absolutely ripping it down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And totally. good for them. Hey, well deserved. Have you been listening to um, Kabir's podcast, Keeping Afloat? The um the one he was on Doug's show, right? Yes. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna lie to you, I have not. I heard him on Doug's show and I have not heard that podcast yet. You you recommend it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really good. I listen to it on my commute. Um I like listening to yours on the commute too, because it's long form and his is his is long form as well. But his is um he tells stories about his time on the ships. Yeah. Um and he's he's a really, really good storyteller. So he'll he's like assigned um uh you know, what do you call it? Like pseudonyms or fake names to the people who were really on the okay, ship with him. But he's, gotcha. it kind of goes over his like, um, like what a holiday week would be like as crew. Like okay. what happens if you almost miss the ship? And there's always like drama to the story. Okay. But I actually think, I think you'd enjoy the crew aspect of it. I think it's, it's, um, oh, it's that's awesome. No, I appreciate you letting me know. Cause I don't know why I haven't listened to it. Cause I thought it, I actually, he actually joined the, um, the group. He actually joined the always be booked, uh, what I call it now? Do you know? Do you oh, remember? Oh, cool! Your lounge, your ultra something. I changed ultra. it. I changed it, but I don't know what I oh. changed it. Always be booked travel and vacations lounge or vacation. What? Always be booked cruises and travel lounge is what it is. Okay. Yeah. All right. I know. I know. I know. Maybe it's a little bit of a knee jerk <laughs> reaction, but um, I'm just I, teasing you. I I know, but again, he, I thought he was great. He joined the group, um, and I I I would. You know, I, I I absolutely should be listening to it. I'm definitely going to download that. One of the next things I do today when as I do my little daily walk. I want to get you out of here. I don't want to take up most of your day. I do appreciate you coming on, Sherry. But what do you uh, – we'll, we'll, we'll end it with this. Uh, what do you – this is – you're going to love this. You're going to hate You're gonna hate me for this one. But oh, no. Give, give the people out there your – and again, it's a prediction. It's a projection. Who knows? When are we going back to sea? August 1st. August 1st, you heard it here. Sherry from Cruise Tips yeah. TV guarantees that you will be on a cruise on <laughs> August 1st. Um, no. no. You I know what I know. it is? It's I that I've like, I have this flaw about myself of optimism. Okay. And it's just, it's just the optimism. I cannot suppress it. I cannot suppress the hope that the CDC will not extend the no-sale order. Um, 
part of the part of my logic with that, Tommy, though, is that we are seeing theme parks, casinos and travel open back up. I mean, it's not like if there was nothing else opening in the travel sector, Mm -hmm. I would think there's no way. But we're seeing the travel sector open ahead of it. And we still have, what, 38 days until the no sale order expires but who's counting um but like (laughs) that's a long time in this progression like in california something else reopens every week like one week it's nail salons the next week it's a gym Uh i think things are changing week by week right now my concern is more can can the cruise ships get crew back on them fast enough have they strategically been keeping crew on board in hopes of doing that and logistically what about ports i mean are if the which the caribbean is mostly reopening they have most of them have dates and things who's going to welcome them back <clears throat> will they modify their itineraries and go to private islands which would be brilliant if you ask me yeah. i would go to a private island for five nights and so would you you'd go to perfect day at coco key the whole time and be totally happy right yeah i just wouldn't like, call it that but yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um so <laughs> i mean you know I think I think it's I think it's possible. I really do. I think that the um, cruise industry is up against a big battle because people love to hate them. They love to um, target the cruise industry, look at them as the source and the cause of things that they are not, including coronavirus. And it's a battle. But um, I'm a supporter, and I will, you know, I will be cheering along on the sidelines here for an August first. I love what do you it. think? I love it, and I want to say to everybody that I know this. I probably lose listeners off this, and people hate me for it. But I, you know, I just, just, I don't mean to be negative about it. I just don't. I don't think August first is uh is realistic at this point. But hey, listen, um, I don't know. What do you like? Uh, is it Tangeray? Is it Bombay Sapphire? What is it? Oh, I'm Bombay Sapphire okay. in aviation all the way. Yeah. Maybe an aviation or a Bombay Sapphire for a Grey Goose as a friendly little oh. bet, a bottle. Uh, Gosh. <laughs> we'll see. Um, oh, yeah. No, but I love uh, it. Any, I, I love your optimism. I absolutely hope that you are right. Please understand the fact that I, you know, maybe I do have a touch of cynicism, cynicism tied into my, I guess, mm-hmm. prediction, whatever it is, maybe, uh, if whatever that tells you about me. I do not hope for that. If if you told me we were going to sail on August yeah. 1st and it was going to happen, I would absolutely have a smile ear to ear. I do not want to be right on this, but it's no, just kind of you don't. I'm looking at it. Okay, well, we'll see. And I, what is, what am I buying you if you're right? No, I, got the, I get the bottle of av- – I want a bottle of aviation, by the way. I'm not okay. backing down on that. All right, aviation okay. for you and then go- okay. just a goose, bottle of goose. Ugh, that's too easy. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Well, let's just hope that – let's just hope it goes off without a hitch because mama needs a cruise. Absolutely. Sherry, thank you so much for joining <laughs> us, and uh, it's a pleasure as always. Thanks, Tommy. I appreciate you having me on. Ladies and gentlemen, your emails have become a lifeblood of the show, and we appreciate them so much here at Always Be Booked. If you want to be a part of the show, send me an email about anything. Honestly, you listen to this show, you hear some of the stuff we talk about. So, yes, send me an email. Ideally, it's a little bit more geared towards cruising, or I can work cruising or vacationing or travel into the narrative. But, yeah, send an email. Let's read it. Let's have some fun. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. I repeat, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Let's get into it. Hi, Tommy. What feels like a very long time ago, I was the duty manager at my city's top disco. Today, we would say bar or nightclub. When you mentioned that place that seats 50 or 60 and has a separate room, plus had that nice feel, 
also a bit of a dive bar feel. Maybe it might not be your million dollars a month turnover location, but beware if you're walking away from your golden goose. All right, so this is Giuseppe. I love when Giuseppe emails me because he's always got some good advice. And uh, in this case, he's talking about something I refer to on the Patreon a lot. And it's a possible project that I might have with a couple of partners that may or may not, I guess, happen. Uh, but it's a, a, a bar restaurant type of a feel. And uh, we're looking at a few places. We're looking at a few locations and it's a possibility right now. It's still a long way off, but I do discuss it on the Patreon. So uh, this is for those of you who are not Patreons, uh, who are not super cones. This is uh, what Giuseppe's referring to. Uh, at that place I had managed, the original bar dance floor rooms were the consistent moneymaker. Later, the disco expanded by adding the next door premises. Uh, it became huge. It became huge, but then again, the golden goose was that original small space. The original small space that probably cramped in 150 uh, in a place that was licensed for 50 pe- 50 people felt cozy. You had to mingle. It felt right. It was a bit of a dive bar. If you and your buddies could run two places that. F- that first one would be your reliable source of income. Obviously needs you and your friend's expertise. What happened to the original bar? They modernized it. Uh, he's asking for his bar, his original bar. What happened to it? They modernized it. Complete overhaul. They killed the trade. It became like every other place. No longer had that special feel that is so difficult to reproduce. Cheers, Giuseppe. All right, what, so what Giuseppe's referring to is the fact that I have a couple of places that we're looking at. And it's really kind of interesting that you mentioned this Giuseppe because this place is expandable the 50 to 60 seat location that I told you about has a bar has a kitchen has everything you want and again I think maybe I fall in love with it because it does remind me of those English pub concepts that are on Royal Caribbean cruise ships in their uh you know in their in their Royal Promenade they do have an option in the bay, and that's what it's referred to if you're in like a retail space and different kind of units within the same retail space, they do have a bay that is also available. So what you're saying kind of makes sense. You can kind of open up the first one, get it going, make some money out of it. And then when we feel like we've really filled it to the brim, we can go into the next bay and expand on it. So you, what you're saying makes a lot of sense. However, Giuseppe, you got to be careful with putting 150 people. That's only licensed to 50 people. Yeah, I know. Uh, You do that a lot, and I've done it before, but you got to watch out. Those building departments comes by, and you might be in a little bit of trouble. But uh, Giuseppe is always awesome and always reliable with the advice, and it's always such good, sound advice. And uh, I appreciate it, Giuseppe. Keep it coming, please. Uh, Tommy, I wanted to let you know that I truly enjoy your Patreon podcasts. I like to hear your stories and your take on things happening in the world today. Keep up the good work. Best $5 I spend every month. Yeah, you would think that I wrote this myself, right? (laughs) I did not. This is not a plant, I promise. To be honest, I don't even listen for the cruise content that much anymore. I still listen to the main podcast, but not as much as I used to since listening to your Patreon. This is just my opinion, but your tone on the podcast is more of a people-pleasing tone. All right, let's talk about that in a second. I compare this to my wife at home when she's teaching at her school kids. My wife's tone is a lot less genuine, almost fake at school, than when she is home and being herself. This is why I enjoy the Patreon, because I feel your tone is genuine. Bill. 
Bill, I appreciate that email so much. And you touched on something that I struggle with completely. And I do appreciate you being a Patreon. Like I always do say, I want the regular show. I want this show to be what it's all about. I want this show to be kind of like the sun and then the Patreon being like the rest of the solar system. Because, you know, people, let's face it, they're not used to paying for podcasts. People out there who do not want to, I pay for one or two. And that's because those are the one or two that I really like and the one I want to basically make sure I don't miss. The rest of them, you know, they all have Patreons, but I subscribe to the regular content. So it's a total matter of preference. But what you said as far as liking the Patreon better because I'm a little bit more open in myself, that was totally by design. You know what I'm saying? I, I, And you guys have heard me talk about it on this show a lot recently in the last maybe six months or so. I, I've... I, the reason I'm getting a little bit more people pleasing on this is because of the fact that I want to reach a, a, a massive audience. I want to expand on the audience. We have to decide whether or not this is going to be something that I can have as a gameful source of income. And uh, if it's not, I got to go back and put the same amount of effort that I'm putting into this into an actual career. Yes, I'll always likely do some sort, some form of both. This is probably not going to ever fully go away. But at this time right now, between the travel agency, between the website, between the Patreon, between uh, the regular show, between the Facebook and writing articles, I'm trying to make this something that hopefully can prove to be something that I can make a living off of. And I don't need a lot of money. I'm not trying to say I got to be, you know, make a half a million a year. I don't need that. I don't. But. The point of kind of making it a little bit more friendly for the masses is to hopefully get a lot more of the masses. I know that probably a lot of people out there uh, long for the days of the old show where, you know, I'm a little bit more off the cuff. I'm a little bit talking about the partying end of it. I'm a little bit more of uh, not necessarily uh, being guarded at all. And I think I still, if you measure me up to a lot of the shows out there right now, I think I'm pretty much... As much as 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 irreverent and as offbeat as many of the other shows out there on this regular show, I do think I am. But at the same time, I didn't want to completely go off the rails. When I go completely off the rails, it's usually on the Patreon. And um, a lot of you will say that's bullshit, Tommy. Be who you are. Be yourself. We listen to you because of you. And I do agree with you. And you have no idea how much I appreciate you saying that. And it is true. But you do have to understand it's a niche. You guys, that's you guys. You guys like that. And it's because um, whatever I put out in this podcast in the offbeat, weirdo, crazy, kind of wacky way, a lot of my jokes, uh, they don't always land to everybody. A lot of people don't get it. I have dry sense of humor. I say weird stuff, occasionally awkward. People don't always gravitate towards that. And if you want to continue to talk to the same 2,000 people, that might be the way to go. But if you want to expand into the 5,000 an episode, 10,000 an episode, 20,000 an episode, um, you have to be a little bit more mass market friendly. So all I would say is, Bill, you're probably doing exactly what you should be doing. You know what I mean? You're a Patreon. You're a super cone. You listen to that. You prefer that. Anybody else who prefers what you might consider, maybe call it the old version of it, where it's a little bit crazier, there's an opportunity for you to find that, and it is uh, 
by by going to patreon.com p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash always be booked a show a day five dollars a month now if there was ever an email that sounded like it was a plant and i wrote it myself to try to get somebody to uh to, to try to get myself to talk about the patreon that would be it totally but i promise you uh, Bill, if you're out there, maybe make yourself known in Facebook world so uh, they know you really did write this email, and I did not fictitiously create you so that I could do an infomercial for another five minutes. But Bill, I do thank you for the email. I hope that makes sense, and I would love to hear all of your opinion on that. Back up, back up. Whether it's email, whether it's in the lounge on Facebook. I want to know what you guys think about that. Do you guys think about the evolution of the show? Did you notice much of a change like Bill does? Uh, maybe a lot of you, some of you, it, it, it snuck by you. Maybe a lot of you say, you know what, maybe I like this better. I do like this new version better. It's not really that new. It's a very subtle difference. But, Bill, I do hear what you're saying because I did it by design. So it's not made up. You're not crazy. Um but let me know. Let me know what you guys think. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com or just put it on the Facebook page. Uh, all right. An Always Be Booked legend, Juan, in the house. Hi. So here's my COVID cancellation story. My wife and I had a short cruise on Carnival Miracle out of San Francisco to Ensenada, Mexico. This was set for the beginning of April. Boom. Canceled. We opted for FCC, future cruise credit, and a full fare refund held as credits with Carnival. Wait a minute, hold on. We opted for future cruise, future cruise credit and full fare refund held as credits with Carnival. I think the FCC was $300. Okay, so you got the fare back and then the future cruise credit for $300. So our plan is to take a comparable trip next spring. We are very bummed to miss out on the opportunity to sail under the Golden Gate Bridge. Yes, me too. I would be too. I told you guys before how, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, into San Francisco I am. Uh, I don't know. I hear good and bad about it, but just from a childhood standpoint, my grandfather used to live there, and he was so very influenced. After he fought in the Korean War, he came back and lived in San Francisco, and he did that for a couple of years, and then he came back to New York, and uh, he really shoved San Francisco down my throat. I mean, from the Golden Gate Bridge to that song by Tony Bennett to the 49ers to everything. It was all about San Francisco. I never made my way out there, but um, there was a part of me that always had. So I would be thrilled with the opportunity to sail under the Golden Gate Bridge, and I could I could understand your disappointment with that one. He continues, My wife's family had a reunion on an Alaska cruise booked on Ovation of the Seas for July. We all decided to cancel that. Well, yeah, you didn't have much choice in that at the end of the day, it turns out. We still have our deposit on credit with Royal. Our plan is to go on the same trip next summer. We are crazy bummed to miss this trip. The Ovation looks amazing, and we have never cruised Alaska. Two nights ago, I got the itch and couldn't help myself. I booked an MSC Davina for a five-day Thanksgiving cruise for Thanksgiving 2021. So I'm currently booked on MSC and have credits for a future cruise on Royal and Carnival. COVID-19 sucks. One, it does suck, uh, I will say, and I'm not trying to be an apologist or a, or, or, or overly like uh, whatever you want to call it, like a like a like a um, like the sky is falling type of personality. But COVID does suck. It's going to affect our cruises. But if COVID affects you. In your cruising, and that's all it affects of you, consider yourself lucky. 
because uh, many, many people, many, many families, and again, I know, let's not get into it. Are the numbers screwed up? Listen, can we all agree that COVID-19 sucks because a lot of people are getting uh, sick and dying from it? We could agree on that, right? So um, as much as it does suck for your crews, I do understand. It sounds like you do have a lot of stuff to look forward to. This stuff is going to happen. It's just put off a little bit. But um, yeah, you are lucky because it could be a lot worse. Hey, Tommy, it's John again. I am the one who was so addicted to planning cruises that I'd look up flights 13 months in advance. <laughs> I remember you, John. <laughs> you, had, you had me cracking up. Also, I know the exact location of every excursion we're going to take on Google Maps. Yeah, I know, stalker behavior or whatever, but whatever. Uh, but it's only because I feel like I have found the cure. Now, I know you're definitely getting thousands of emails a day about COVID. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yes, thousands of emails. I actually hired somebody to uh, sift through the emails because uh, it's getting near 10,000 emails a day. I know you're kidding. Uh, About COVID and the cruise industry shutting down, but I'd just like to take this time to thank you for helping me and so many others find an escape because you helped me find the cure. I took your advice from the last email I sent and put a deposit down on that cruise that I had been planning for over a year says he moved it to the last week of January of 2021 instead of February 2021. And instantly after that, I felt a weight fall off my shoulders. And no, it wasn't my wife disrobing me from making such a great decision. (laughs) He hates when that happens. Um, Okay, so that's great news. The weight is off your shoulders and it's not your wife trying to take your clothes off. Uh, I realized that after all this time planning, we were officially booked and all we had to do was wait for our dream cruise to set sail. Obviously, we'll have to pay the full price when it's due, but I nabbed tickets at the lowest I've ever seen them to this day. So that's definitely manageable. The price actually went up the day after I made my deposit. But apart from that, since I had the cruise booked, I could finally take my mind off of it. No more checking every six hours if the price dropped. No more comparing ships and itineraries because this is it. This is our cruise. And it felt amazing to finally say that after a year or so of planning, this actually allowed me to focus on other things like being more productive at work, doing well on my stay-at-home college classes, and moving forward on my new business idea that I've been trying to start. Things got better in a lot of areas in life. I felt less anxious and more fulfilled. And maybe it wasn't all because I booked that cruise, but I like to think that just having that cruise on the horizon, knowing that I locked it down and that we're just going, and just having that voice in my mind saying, you know what, you're going to be on a cruise ship on this exact day, so keep moving forward. It all gave me an immense peace of mind. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that the cure to being addicted to over planning and being anxious about your cruise is just to always be booked. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good night. <laughs> LOL, I kid, but it's true. And I'm so thankful that you've helped me discover that, Tommy. This is only our second cruise, so we're still new to the feeling of always being booked. And now that I remember how amazing it is, I want to keep it up every year. And you know what, if Corona takes over the world or if there's a second spike or whatever and our cruise is canceled, that's okay because the peace of mind alone is worth a $200 deposit. I'm serious about being more productive. I never realized how much time I actually spend 
pouring over TripAdvisor reviews and Carnival's website, uh, comparing cruises and excursions until I just booked it. And if things don't really start up again till January 2021, we'll just rebook with future cruise credit. Either way, we have until October 24th to see how the cruising landscape will change. I'm hopeful, even the most, even if most people on cruising message boards aren't. Uh, anyway, this was mostly an email to tell you how great your show is and tell you how glad I am that I found it. Seriously, thank you, Tommy, for answering our questions and giving us hope, even if it's realistic and seems cynical. Even if it's realistic and seems cynical at times, your input and genuine advice helps way more than being unnecessarily cautious or enthusiastic. I hope if anyone else is out there all anxious and wondering if they should book a cruise or not, they hear this and realize they should just follow the advice you've stated from the beginning, and that's to always be booked. Thank you for reading my three-part email saga, Sid. I'm kidding. It's not Sid. It's John. John, thank you so much for the email. Um, This was awesome to see. So it sounds like I thought it was a little bit more of a joke. It really sounds like you might have had a real problem. Like when I say I love booking cruises and looking up cruises and planning cruises, I feel like I do that and I feel like it's like a positive thing. You know, I don't feel like I'm doing in there like three hours a day, like a crackhead in some trap house, like freaking out and I got to check this excursion. I got to check. That wasn't me. It sounds like maybe you were a little bit (laughs) close to the edge when it comes to having to spend most of your day doing that. And if that's an actual thing and you actually got past that, then I'm happy for you. And, it, and I'm, of course, I'm happy for you that you become more productive at work as a result. You've been able to do a lot more and, you know, realize some, whether it's, uh, you know, your goal, just realizing any more goals that you might have in life and you're able to do it. And um, I, 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 I feel weird taking any credit about that. I just think, you know, I, I just say always be booked because, you know, if you're booked, you have something to look forward to. That's it. You know what I mean? So I'm totally glad it worked out, and I really, really appreciate all the kind kind words that you had to say, John. And uh, you're the man. And, of course, I'd read you a three-part email saga. It's a pleasure to have you as a listener. It's a pleasure to have you as a supporter. All right. Hey, Tommy, Joe from Indiana again. I was running a double marathon this weekend and had to stop because I was laughing so hard. On this week's show, you were talking about birds that were the size of elephants picking up humans. It sounded like Joe Rogan on one of his rants. So many questions to ask you. uh, So many questions. So my question to you is exactly what did you smoke before you started that podcast? Always a good time, Tommy. Thanks. (laughs) that's joe all right listen so you heard the conversation this this, you're reading this after because i recorded this after i had the conversation with sherry so i re-brought it up with sherry but the original situation was just something i would just think about you know what i mean you walk around and you go on long walks and your mind tends to wander and you see birds and you're like wow what if they were like really big and they could like pick you up because I did see uh, uh, something on YouTube about eagles that would pick up goats and they would just pick them up. And once they got you in their in, in their talons, they pick you up and drop you. So I'm like, how do we avoid how do we how were we so lucky to avoid that fate? You know what I mean? I'm not going to go into the whole thing again. But the weirdest freaking thing. And it's funny you said Joe Rogan because I had never heard anybody discuss that. It's a thing maybe I would think about once every couple of years, I guess, maybe. Um, but what, 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 
imagine listening to a podcast last night for the first time, first time, as crazy as that sounds as a thought process and to be just thinking about something like that. How do you go on YouTube? I listened to the fighter and the kid, Brendan Schaub and Brian Callum Callen. Uh, I think it's a good, it's a good podcast, but I was watching the YouTube version last night and they had the same freaking discussion. I never heard. I'm thinking Sherry thinks I'm crazy. Uh, Joe from Indiana thinks I'm crazy uh, because I had, I had, I had, I had seen this email before. Um, and then it's weird that you also compared it to Joe Rogan because the fighter and the kid, those two guys are best friends with Joe Rogan. And that show is a complete disciple from Joe Rogan. So it's so, it's even weird now reading today that you wrote that it sounds like something Joe Rogan would say, because you're almost on the mark. If there's one podcast out there that's most associated with the Joe Rogan podcast, it's the fighter and the kid. And it wasn't Joe Rogan, but the fighter and the kid were actually sitting there talking about, I thought I was in the twilight zone watching that. I'm like thinking I'm out of my mind for even bringing this up. And then literally this one of the top five podcasts in the world is bringing the same exact thing up. And I posted that. I recorded it with my phone from my computer, and uh, you could see that in the Always Be Booked Cruises and Travel Lounge on Facebook, the group. Uh, but that's pretty much it. I hope you enjoyed the show. I want to thank Sherry for being on. Again, cruisetipstv.com. Check out the website. She's doing a lot of new stuff on that website, as you heard. And uh, I don't know. Like I said, I just got to collect my bottle of Grey Goose from Sherry. I know it sucks. It's not fun. It's not cool. We don't want to celebrate or make light of the fact that we can't cruise or is because of this crazy pandemic that's out there. But hey, listen, comes a time when, you know, you got you to gotta laugh through it. You just have to laugh through it. And uh, that's pretty much is what it is. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Boat drinks, Cones. There's a place where the boat is from. It takes away all of your big problems. You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you got to get away to where the boat is from. Take one part sand, one part sea. And one part set of a nine on tree And the drink's set cold and the reggae is hot And I know this is the place for me Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Jimmy. Perfectly good island somewhere Well, all ride the boats and don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down down in the sand where it's cool Put me down And when I fall on my stool Put me down I'll just leave there till morning comes round With sunshine ten ladies And pina coladas And Bob Marley songs that I'm playing There's a song in my ear That I want you to hear Soft tropical lips that are singing 
get away to where the boat leaves from and takes away all of your big problems. You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean, but you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. So get away to where the boat leaves from and takes away all of your big problems. You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean, but you gotta get away to where the so get away to where the boat leaves from and takes away. I love your big problems. You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the police from.